Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Welcome again to another Wednesday night Bible study right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. I pray you are doing wonderful in the Lord this evening. We're going to have a spectacular time in the Word of God tonight, and I'm so excited that you have decided to join me. We're going to have a great time. I already said that. Well, I want to say it again. We're going to have a wonderful time in the Word. This is Rewind Wednesday, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, we've been in a series entitled uh, Grow Up. We're growing up in Jesus Christ. And this is actually part number nine in that series. And I feel a little bit like the Energizer Bunny going, going, going. But it's going to be a great ride. And it has been a great ride. And I thank you so much for joining me. If you are watching on the live stream, hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate you so very much. And don't forget that our prayer partners are standing by in the chat area. They're standing by right now in the chat area. So make sure, yeah, make sure that you chat in your prayer request and chat in your thumbs up or hello. They're saying hello in the chat area. Type, type in hello as well. We'd be so glad to hear from you. And if you are watching us on the replay or on Roku, then make sure you go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org, and send us a hello as well and a prayer request. Let us know where you're watching us from. It will be such a tremendous blessing. And uh, we would appreciate it. So once again, if you're watching on the YouTube platform, smash that like button and make sure you subscribe if you haven't already done so. I'm ready to get into the word of God tonight. I feel like dancing. How about you? You go ahead and dance then and we'll dance. We need to calm down, calm down. We're okay. Let's get into the word of God. But before we do, Let's have a word of prayer. Remember, we're going to open with prayer tonight. We're going to get into the word of God and then we're going to have communion as we've been having every time on, uh, especially during our series. So let's pray right now. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that you've given us to gather around your word here on this Wednesday night or whenever people are watching later. Lord, we appreciate you so much for this time that you've given us to gather around your word. And Lord, we pray that you would just speak to us by your spirit, that you would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. And Lord, I do pray for a special prayer uh, for our friends that are watching. And some may be going through a very difficult time emotionally and physically and mentally and financially. Lord, I pray that you would send help and assistance to your beloved. Lord, I pray that you would wrap your arms around them and that you would let them know what to do. Give them wisdom and insight and, and direction. And Lord, if healing needs to be brought in, Lord, I pray that you would touch them. And I declare by the stripes of Jesus that they are healed and made whole. Lord, I pray tonight will be a great night of refreshing for us all. Speak to us, Father, tonight. We long to hear your voice. Continue to give us a, a fresh hunger and thirst for your presence, a fresh hunger and thirst for your word, that we may grow thereby. We love you so much tonight, and we love you. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. 
I said, I love you a lot of times. Well, we do. Don't we love the Lord? Woo! It's going to be one of those nights. All right. We were here last time in part number eight. We started on a journey talking about our inheritance and talking about you will reign. So I believe this is you will reign part number three. Subtitled there, you will reign part number three, but the series grow up part number nine. Yeah, so it's all all of that stuff. All right, we started in Ephesians four. We're going to go back there because we're going to hop off here and go back further. And so Ephesians four tells us that we uh, need to grow up in Christ. Let me just read it just for a little bit and then we'll go on. All right, Ephesians four, verse 13. Uh, Let's go to verse 12. All right, let's go to verse 11. All right, Ephesians 4 verse 11 says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Jesus gave these gifts, what we call the fivefold ministry. He gave the fivefold ministry for the perfecting, maturing, completion of the saints. That's you and me. Praise the Lord. That's what church is for for our completion and our maturity. You know, if you're in church right now, whether or if you are part of a local fellowship, you should be growing and maturing. Even if you're not, I pray that you will be a part of the assembly so that you may grow and mature. These gifts are given to you to grow and mature. And guess what? We're in Bible study tonight, and I believe the gift of God is present for your growth and your maturity. Yay, Jesus! Let's get back. And so it says here in verse number 13, I know I'm just all, whoo, I'm very excited about Jesus. I'm very excited about him. And I pray the joy of the Lord is just transmitting wherever you are, that you're feeling the joy of the Lord. You know, the Bible declares the joy of the Lord is your strength. Glory to God. The joy of God is your strength. And I'm so happy and I'm so excited about you. Okay. 13, the Lord says that these gifts will be in operation, church will be in operation till, verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the, uh, of the Son of God unto a perfect man, that's mature, complete, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The Lord wants us to grow into the measure and the stature and the, and the fullness of Christ. Remember, Jesus is our goal Being like him is our goal, not other people. We want to be like him, be like Jesus. Glory, glory to God. Amen, amen. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Sad, sad, sad that people just sit around waiting to deceive you. You know, that's uh, how many times have you gotten Uh, Lately, uh, some type of spam text message or spam phone call. You know, it says one of them may say, um, your online account has been suspended due to fraudulent activity with company ABC. And you don't even have an account at company ABC. You know that's fraudulent. Some people sit around, especially around holiday time. So please hear this. We're going to digress just for a moment. Please be watchful. Please be aware, please be wary of scams during uh, certain times of the year, more prevalent than others, especially around the holiday seasons. Scam, scam, scammers. 
I guess these scammers want to make some holiday money too, but no, they're not going to make yours. So be, be watchful of that. If you get something in the text message, ignore that. If it says company ABC or what have you, if it says Netflix or whatever, if you say, well, I have that kind of account, don't respond to that text message. No, you uh, delete that thing and then you go to the Netflix website. You go to that company's website. You call them directly and see if there's an issue. And I'm telling you, nine times out of 10, many times, 10 times out of 10, you'll find out that there's nothing wrong, that that was a scam, that was a phishing attempt. They're phishing, trying to get your information, your credit card information, your personal information. Don't fall for it. I had a friend, God bless him. Now he's passed on to, he's passed on to glory now. He was in uh, his, his 80s and he was sitting at his computer and somehow he went to some website or, or something, maybe he answered an email, I think that's what it, he answered an email. And uh, when he opened that email and clicked that link, a virus got into his computer, it really got into his browser. It was in his browser, but he didn't know it. And it kept saying, now he told me this after the fact, if I had known this beforehand, I could have stopped this. But he, he told me that it kept saying, your windows is out of date. You know, you need to buy it again and other things like this. And so he was clicking and it wouldn't let him do anything else, but it was in his browser, not the computer, but he didn't know that until later. Well, he clicked the link and he gave him his uh, bank information. Well, guess what? The little notice went away, but also about $10,000 of his money in his checking account went away too. Eventually he got it back months later, but boy, he had to really go through something, the investigation and all of that, trying to get it back from the bank. So please be watchful. I'm not sure who we're speaking to tonight. Please be watchful of scams and phishing ads, phone calls and all of this stuff. If you don't know the number, think twice about answering it or don't answer it. Just let it go to voicemail and, and answer the call later on, right? If you don't know about the email, don't click it. Just relax, all right? Just understand that these type of things happening, people are lying in wait to deceive. Just like it says here in the Bible, this is why we have to grow up so we're not caught by every wind of doctrine, every by the slight of men. They're cunning. They're so cunning. They're so slippery. So, you know, you just have to be discerning in Christ. So I pray tonight that you will be discerning and that you will not be hooked or that you will not be baited or trapped into these type of ads. If something is too good to be true, research it. Ask somebody else before you go and put your credit card and your information in. All right, but that's something altogether different. So I pray you got something out of that. Please be watchful, okay? All right, so again, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait uh, to deceive. So here's talking about uh, people just saying verses of the Bible to you. They, they're saying it, trying to get things from you uh, in, 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 in an unscrupulous way. They're trying to deceive you. Lord said, you got to grow up so you won't fall prey to that, okay? But also not only in the Bible, not all, also in religious quote-unquote things, but watch out for the spam stuff. Verse 15, I've been trying to get here. Verse 15 says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up 
into him in all things, which is which is the head, even Christ. So we've got to grow up in Christ. We've said a lot to get right here. We've got to grow up in Christ. And so last time we were here, we took a little journey uh, starting in the book of Genesis. And we went all the way. Well, we went started at Genesis at the beginning of the book, beginning of the Bible. And we, then we went all the way to the end of the Bible. Um, and they showed us some wonderful scripture about how God always designated, designed, prepared man to rule, to reign. You were created to rule and to reign. That's why he wants you to grow up, to be fully matured sons and daughters or to be fully matured children of God. Because fully matured sons of God, the Bible says, sons of God or children of God will reign with him. Hallelujah. will reign. So last time we said, um, again, we covered Genesis and we, we skipped over the Bible and we said, we're going to um, go to revelation. But then we said in the next episode, and here we are in the next episode, we're going to go back and get the in between. Woo! So last time we got the per the top piece of bread and we got the bottom piece of bread. Now let's deal with some of the meat in between. How about that? And this first one we're going to go to is the book of Psalms, Psalm 8 verses uh, 3 through 5. This one mm, will make you bite your lip. It is so good. Well, all the word of God is good. But this one really makes me blow my top. Are you ready for this? Let's go. Psalm, Psalm 8, verse 3 through 5. It says this again, as we talk about who you are, we talk about your inheritance and what it and what God has called you to do. All right, let's get this. Psalm 8, verses 3 through 5. It says this of the King James Version. It says, when I consider thy heavens, the psalmist asking these questions, when I consider your heavens, uh, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained or which you, Father, have, have established or put in place. When I think about the beauty of the heavens. Wow, have you thought about that? Have you seen that? How beautiful the sun is and uh, rather the moon and, and all the stars and the, and the majestic splendor of outer space. It's gorgeous, right? He says, when I think about that, then verse 4 pops in. He says, what is man? What is the human race? What is man? So let me, because he's talking about man, let's be specific. Who are you? Okay. He says, what is man? That is mankind, the human race. What is man that thou art mindful of him? The word mindful there means to remember or to recall or simply to think about. What is man that you would think about him? You know, who, let's take, again, let's bring this closer to you. Who are you that God would think about you, that you would be on his mind? You know, the Bible says that he has numbered every hair on your head. Who are you that God, that the God in the heavens, the, that the one who made everything, the moon, the stars, and just all the beauty that you see around you, that he would sit in his throne and recall you to remembrance, that he would sit and think about you. This is so powerful. It says, one is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that is the human race, 
and the Son of Man, that thou wouldest visit, visit, visiteth him. The word visiteth there, if I can get that out, visiteth him means to care for or to look after. So he says, what is man that you would call him to memory? And what is the human race, the son of man, the, the sons of man, the children of men, the human race, that you would take care of us? You know, sometimes we, we take our, a self-examination and we ask this question, who am I? We say, I'm nobody special. I'm just so-and-so. I'm, I'm just me. But see, in the eyes of God, there's something wondrous about you. Don't you know that you were fearfully and wonderfully made? The Father took great detail when he created you. There is none other like you on this planet. There's been none other like you before now, and there will be none other like you uh, in, in, in the past when you're gone, when we're gone. Isn't that awesome? You are unique and you are special. My goodness, even to the very fingerprints that we have, unique, unique markers that only belong to you. Your DNA, unique markers only that belong to you. And don't you know that even your smell, ah, oh, fresh, <laughs> even your smell is different and belongs only to you. No one else out of billions of people smells like you do. Isn't that powerful? You know, I was watching a show the other day, uh, um, you know, one of those crime shows, and they had to find this person, so they, they were looking for a lost person who was lost in the woods. And they brought out one of the dogs, one of the hound dogs. The man said, he's, he's the best one in the county. And they gave the hound dog the scent, the scent, the, little, the clothes of the young lady that was missing. He said, get it, got it, buddy? Yeah, yeah, now go, go. And so the dog, he went off, taken off after it. Because he could smell it. Why? How is that possible? Because there's no one else on the planet that smelled like her. There's no one else on this planet that is like you. You are unique and you are special. Now isn't, now, isn't it a shame that we go through life trying to be like everybody else when God took so much care to make you different, to make you unique, to make you special? There's no one else like you. And he calls you to memory. He he sits in his throne and he thinks about you and he cares for you. The Bible says in verse number four, what is man? Who are you that God would bring you to memory and he would sit and think about you? Who are you that he would actually care for you, that he would look out for you, that he would look after you? Oh, my goodness. You got to just grab yourself tonight. Oh, and it's. Just thank God. Just he's looking out for you. Say with me, the father's looking out for me. He's looking out for me right now. Ooh, can you get this? Let's go on further. I'm excited. I told you I was excited. Verse number five says, for thou, talking about God, for thou has made him, who's him? Man, you, for thou has made him a little lower than the angels and and has crowned him with glory and honor. Now, that's doubly, triply loaded. 
It says, thou has made him, God the creator, has made man, has made mankind, has made you. Let's bring it on home to you. God has made you a little lower, the Bible says in King James, than the angels. Now, the angels, the word angels here in the King James is actually, I would say, a bad translation. Because the word angel here, if you look this up in your concordance, You'll find the word angel here, the, the Hebrew word for this is actually Elohim. And Elohim means God. Now that would follow. So the Bible says that thou has made him a little lower than God, or thou has made him a little lower than yourself. God made us a little lower than himself. Now, how do I say it's a bad translation there or a mistranslation? How do I say that? Or let me give you, maybe, maybe I should say it's a, that Elohim, God, is a better translation. Let's say it that way. Let's say it that way. I want to be careful with that. That the word Elohim for angels should be translated God. And you'll actually find that in many other Bible translations, especially, especially the, the Young's literal translation. And there, and there are many others. You can check it out. You can run a, run a uh, comparison of this Bible verse. You'll find out that it's true. The Bible says that God has made us a little lower than himself. Now, how does that track that is not that the more excellent way is translated God and not angels? Because even the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, verse number three, you can look this up later. 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, verse three, it says that you will judge angels. You will judge angels. The matured sons of God will judge the angels. Now, if you're going to judge the angels, then how are you made lower than them? Or how are they more superior than you? No, 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 no. If God made us a little lower than himself, then we can judge the angels because we are in ranking higher than they are. And don't you know the Bible also says that, that the angels are ministering spirits sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. They're here to minister to us, to serve us. Hallelujah. You can't find anywhere in the Bible where God says, man, I want you to serve an angel. No, we serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the correct translation here, or the more perfect translation is, thou hast made him, thou hast made man, made you a little lower than God, a little lower than himself. Now, why is that important? Because remember, he's called you to rule, he's called you to reign. Oh, <laughs> this is so powerful. And the thing that one of my little pet peeves, can I tell you, <clears throat> one of my little pet peeves, when someone passes, when a human being passes, someone says, well, he's become an angel, he's got his wings. No, why would God lower your standing in him? Why would he lower that? No, he's not going to do that. I understand what they're saying. They're trying to, you know, what, what, what have you. But God's not going to change your kind. You are like God. You have been made a little lower than God. He's not going to change your species. He's not going to change your kind after you die. No. No, 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 that's not going to be true. That's not, not true at all. 
So going back to the word again, who are you? Who is man that God is mindful of him? Or that would even, that the, that the son of man would visit him, you know, that, that the Lord would take care of you because he's made you a little lower than himself. So he's going to keep track of you. He says here in verse number five, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels or a little lower than God and has crowned him with glory and honor. In other words, he has highly favored you above all others. Above all his creation, he has highly favored you above all his creation. Isn't that something? He has put his DNA into you. He made your spirit large enough to hold his Holy Spirit. Don't you know that Holy Spirit of God, those of you that are born again, that are watching me right now, when you were born again, when you gave Jesus Christ your heart and your life, the Bible says that you became a new, be a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. When he remade your human spirit, what happened? He put his Holy Spirit as a deposit on the inside of you. How big is God? How big is the Holy Spirit? I don't know. But your spirit man now contains, now holds the Holy Spirit. You are, in fact, the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is huge, huge. Let's go on. Let me show you some other things here. In First Samuel, this, the second chapter, I pray some things are ringing now uh, with you. First Samuel, the second chapter, verse six through 10. Let me show you a few other things here. The Bible says, uh, let's start in verse number eight. How about that? First Samuel, the, the second chapter, verse number eight. It says, he raises up the poor out of the dust. Talking about God, he raises up the poor out of the dust and lift up the beggar from the dung heel to set them among princes. Princes, to set them in royal authority. He knows how to bring people that are low to set them high, right? Now, why is God doing that? It says, to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. Now, again, listen, listen to this. The Bible says that he raises up the poor out of the dust and lift up the beggar out of the dung heel to set them among princes. Think about mankind. After the fall of Adam and Eve, then we fall among the dust, the dung heel. Then we fall from our high position with God. Sure we did. And through Christ Jesus, the father lifted us up again and made us sit among princes, made us sit in authority. Jesus is the key. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he's the key to everything. Because of Jesus, you have now right standing with God the Father. Because of Jesus, you have been made righteous with God. Because of Jesus, you now sit among the princes. And you'll find that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of God. Now, we're going to get, get into that. But the Lord lifts us up. So I want you to see yourself lifted up. I don't want you to see yourself. And the Word doesn't want you to see yourself. God does not want to see yourself, does not want you to see yourself as low as in the dirt or lower than dirt. He doesn't want you depressed, 
because Jesus has already lifted you up and made you to sit in heavenly places. This is wonderful. So 1 Samuel prophesies about this, uh, prophesies about that. Let's go on, let's go on dirt further down. Verse 9, it says, he will keep the feet of his saints and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The Lord said he keeps your feet. He keeps the feet of his saints. In other words, he's taking charge of your going, your every step. The Lord has measured it. He has planned it out for you every step. You're going to walk in his way. He'll make sure that you won't stumble. He's going to establish your going. Right? All right. Before, and it says, for by strength shall no man prevail. It won't be by human strength. No, no, no. It won't be by human strength. It'll be by his strength. And Jesus is your strength. Verse number 10. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. I love that. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth. And look at this very last phrase here. And he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. God said he'll give strength to his king. Who is his king? The one he places in authority, the one he places in power, the one he elevates to sit among princes. That's you. He will give you strength to rule and reign in your territory, in your dominion. He will strengthen you to do what you have been called to do. You are a king. You might as well receive that. You are a king regardless of gender. Let's not talk about gender. You are a king. When the Bible talks about being a son of God, don't, talk, don't tell me about gender. He's not talking about gender. He's talking about his children, right? Remember, if he, can call, um, the, if he calls the church the bride, I'm not offended. Don't be offended. So let's not worry about that because in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female. So understand when God says you're a king, whether you're a man or woman, say, yes, Lord, it is so. You've been, you've been given kingly authority to reign and to rule. Got me? All right, so let's, get, let's not get trapped up in all that. Now, the Lord gives you strength, so you have to receive his strength. And we're almost done tonight, but we've got much more. So I want you to receive the strength of God right now because the, the Lord says, the Bible says that he shall give strength, or he, yeah, he shall give strength unto his king. The king is the one that he has set in authority. Maybe you are in authority at work. Maybe you're a supervisor or, or maybe you're an authority at home. Wherever you are in authority, an authority over those children, those grandchildren, wherever you are in authority, wherever God has sent you, wherever he has set you, he gives you strength, strength to do what he has called you to do. And he exalts the horn of his anointed. And he's going to exalt you in due time over others. So just stay the course. Amen. Let's look at just um, a few more. Well, let's look at one more before we close out tonight. There is much more. Let's look at one more. Uh, Romans 5, Romans 5, verse 17. I love this too. Again, this talks about what Jesus Christ has done for you. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. Lord, help us to praise you more. Help us to worship you more. Help us to honor you more because it's all about you. Look at Romans 5, verse 17. It says, for by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Talking about Adam. 
For by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. He said, they which receive the abundance of grace, that's you, and the gift of righteousness, that's you, shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Christ. God has called you to reign. He has called you to rule through Jesus Christ. Remember in the very beginning, God created you to rule and reign. He gave you dominion and then man fell. But according to uh, 1 Samuel, right, he raised man up, glory to God, through Christ and made you sit among princes. You have authority. You have authority. Glory to God. You have the authority to rule and to reign. And you know what? This is something so powerful. The only one that can give you authority is the author, right? The author or the one who originated, originated the, the thing is the only one that can give you power. So when the author gives you power, he gives you authority, authority. Oh, isn't that awesome? When the author gives you power, he gives you his authority to rule, to reign, to do his bidding, to, to do what he's called you to do, to do his will. And so the author of the universe has given you his power, and that means he's given you authority to rule and to reign. So you will reign in life by the one Jesus Christ. You got to receive that. Reign over your circumstances, reign over the troubles and trials, reign in the storms and reign throughout all the seasons. You will reign in life through Jesus Christ. God has called you to be a conqueror. He's called you to be a ruler. He's called you to be high above and not beneath. He called you to be the first and not the last. He's called you to do great and mighty things in the earth. We just got to receive that. He cares for you and he's caring for you even right now. Don't listen to the devil. I'm telling you, there's more to you than meets the eye. We just got to accept that. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> Glory to God. Let me give you one more. I think we covered this on last week. Let's just stop right here. Revelation 3, verse 20 through 22. I think this is a good place to stop, and we're going to have communion in just a second. The Bible says here in Revelation 3, verse 20 through 22, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The Lord Jesus says, He says, If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Verse 21, To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. Oh, my goodness. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcomes. Now, we're going to do some extensive work on this, on this coming Sunday. We're going to be talking about... Um, let me get the title. We're going to be talking about, uh, Lord, what is the title? It's going to be on this Sunday. Make sure that you're on the stream 
and you catch the live service on kingdomrock.org. If you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll see it uh, pop up at 10 a.m. on this Sunday. My goodness. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The message entitled, Are You All In? Are You All In? You'll also see, Are You Strong Enough? So that's the same thing there. Are you all in? Are you all in? So you'll catch that on this Sunday, uh, on this Sunday, on the stream. We're going to minister that. And I know it's going to be a blessing unto you. So make sure that you're here this Sunday at 10 a.m. Those of you who are watching the replay later, check for it because it's art. It may have already happened depending on when you're watching this. All right. So the Lord said here in verse 21 to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne? even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He's promising you authority and power and you will rule and reign in him. So there's so much more than we could go through in the entire Bible. But I pray that through these series of messages that it is occurring to you how special and how powerful God has made you to become. You know, the more you are aware of that, the more you accept that and understand that. You'll see the more manifestation of that power in your prayer life. The more you agree with God, you'll see his authority manifesting more and more in and through you in different dimensions of your life. You are really a titan. You're strong in God. Through Christ, you can do all things. So keep your head up. Lift up your gates and let the king of glory come in. He loves you so very much. All right. It's about time for us to get uh, into communion to receive the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that's a part of our covenant relationship with him to dine with Jesus. We're going to let Jesus in tonight. And after that, we're going to have another word of prayer and then we're going to close out tonight. So get your, get your communion supplies ready. It's time for us to have communion. All right, we're going to receive communion tonight. We've done a, a lot of work in the communion we talked about last week. And uh, so if you've been up with us on all the videos, we've, you see we've done a lot. So tonight we're just going to go straight into communion tonight. And thank you for having this meal with us as we dine with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The same night in which he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. It is by the stripes of Jesus that we are healed, that we are delivered, that we are made whole. So, Lord, we receive what you've done for us with your body. And we declare we remember and we eat all of it. This is strength to us and we receive your strength in Jesus name. Amen. Let's eat all of it. After the same manner, he also took the cup after supper or after they had supped. And he said, this is the New Testament that is in my blood that is shed for many for the remission of sins. That is to take your sins away completely. 
Again, I have to go over this point once again. Some people say, well, if you are in sin, you should not take communion. Well, the blood of Jesus was given to take away my sins. So what am I supposed to do? <laughs> the Lord has given his blood to take it away. So if I have it, where, where do I need to go? I need to go toward his blood, not away from it. So in doing this, in honoring what he did for us, in, in receiving Jesus as our Lord and our, as our Savior, as our propitiation or the pleasing sacrifice, the lamb that takes away our sins, as we declare, we believe in you, Jesus. As we believe in him, the Bible declares that we are born of God, born again. And as we receive what he's done through communion, we are strengthened, we are enriched, we are encouraged. So we say, Lord, we remember what you did with your blood. And the Bible also declares in the book of Revelation that we overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies and not loving our lives unto death. We receive what you've done for us, Lord Jesus, with your blood. And we, we declare we remember it. Thank you for washing our sins away. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you for being our Savior and our Lord. We remember and we drink all of it. The Lord says, often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show his death until he comes. Jesus has arisen. And we should always remember what he has done for us. Because Jesus is the key to everything. I'm telling you, he's the key to it all. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for those that have made it this far in the recording, whether audio or video. Lord, we just pray a special prayer over your beloved right now as they're watching and listening. Lord, I pray that you would comfort them right where they are. Lord, let your anointing, let the anointing of your Holy Spirit just manifest in the room all around them. Great Holy Spirit, bring them comfort, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, stretch out your hand and touch them in the hospital bed. Touch them, Lord God, in their bedroom or in their car. Touch them, Lord God, wherever they are. I pray, Father, that you would touch them, that the resurrection power of Christ would come alive on the inside of them, that you would make them completely whole. And Lord, if they are under any sort of demonic oppression, Lord, we take authority over, the, over those spirits in the name of Jesus and by the authority that the author has given unto us. Woo! We take authority of you, devil, in the name of Jesus. We bind and rebuke you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray that we put on the garment of praise to make war against that spirit of heaviness. Lord, I pray for great peace to come upon your people tonight, that you would refresh them. I pray peace. And let the peace of God that passes all understanding keep their hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Bless your beloved Father. Bless your beloved. We bring your beloved to you. Bless those. Lord, as you're mindful of them, bless them, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me. I do plan to be back with you on next week to go into a part number 10. My goodness. We'll see what's going to happen then on part number 10. Who knows? Maybe I'll try to drink a little less coffee next time. I don't know. We were just so very excited tonight. I'm just excited about Jesus. 
and I'm excited about you, and I thank you once again for joining us. Until next time, oh yes, don't forget to go to the website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. Make sure you put your comment in there. And, and while you're on the website, if you want to give to the ministry, then please do so. Just do that by clicking the Give button there. And if you're on the um, YouTube platform, if you haven't hit the Like button yet, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and smash it and subscribe if you haven't already done so. Until next time, remember, Jesus loves you. Boy, does he. Does the Lord love you. Wow. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time, okay? All right. Bye-bye.